Hello everybody, Paul Jankarella here from Profits and Success, here to bring you another podcast episode from Marketing Motivations. And I got to run a couple things by you uh, this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whenever you're listening to this uh, podcast to get your opinion. All right, and I know I'm not going to really get your opinion, but I want to run it by you anyway. I think it's therapeutic for me to do so. But I have created some marketing materials, like a seven-page PDF document for my speaking business, uh, my professional speaking business. And on it, there are areas where it says, Speaking to Empower uh, with Paulie G. And in other spots, it's S-T-E with Paulie G. from Westerly. And my wife kind of thinks it's cheesy, like a, you know, like a, um, a low-budget type, type thing. And I don't know. Um, you know, if I said to you folks, hi, everybody, Paul Jancarella here. From Speaking to Empower, also known as S-T-E with Paul E.G. from Westerly. You know, I think it just kind of give it a, a light-hearted tone is, is my, my, my point. So, uh, let me know what you think when I see you in the supermarket or Walmart or wherever. And the other item was... I'm a licensing board volunteer for the town of Westerly. And there were seven or eight accounts that were uh, tagged for uh, non-renewal because folks didn't fill out their renewal application and their uh, credentials that needed to be done. And the town clerk said, you know, we've sent this uh, up the chain of command. We even had the police go out and visit them to let them know that they need to make um, right on their, um, you know, license so they can do business in the the town of Westerly. So we as a board... You know, we'll say, well, geez, let's send them a letter to say, hey, listen, come to our next board meeting so we can, you know, hear your concerns, if, if there are any, and find out what the status is. And those that don't show up or whatever have you, then we'll issue, you know, we'll, we'll issue a cease and desist. For, you know, and that should do it, generally. People want to, you know, keep their businesses. So she mentioned the fact that, you know, she's like, we did send the police and I said, well, what was their response? You know, she's like, well, they really can't do anything. They can't enforce it. They just have to let them know. I said, well, that's the problem. I said, you sent the wrong group down there. She's like, what? I said, you should have sent the mafia. They would have got it taken care of, <laughs> you know. And the girl next to me is like, oh, my God, he was just joking, you know, I mean, because it's, it's a recorded public meeting and stuff, you know. But. It wasn't like I was making a disparaging remark ab- about anybody. I was making a joke ab- about the fact of getting these licenses 
issued, you know, because the mafia could be, you know, Italian, could be Irish, Portuguese, and I say those three because those are the nationalities that are near and dear to me. But I thought it was kind of funny. Some people were probably like, oh, this guy's crazy, you know. And, and that's the thing uh, about me. I happen to be the chairman of our uh, community credit union board, uh, chairman of their supervisory committee, not the actual board. And I was referred to as like, you know, well, I'm the one that opened it up. I said, you know, I was talking to a vendor uh, that does our audits, and I said, you know, listen, you got to, you know, treat me with kid gloves. I'm kind of a whacked out individual. You know, I can say some things that are a little off color, you know, jokingly. And she started laughing. And then the CFO chimes in. He's like, yeah, Paul's like that, uh, that uncle that you don't want to have in your sight. But when he is in your sight, you don't want him to leave your sight in case something happens. <laughs> you know, and, and that's the, 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 the reputation in a certain respect that one can get. I don't know if I necessarily have that now. I used to. You know, I was the class clown in high school and college. You know, and I didn't realize it wasn't an accolade <laughs> until I heard the, all these personal development talks that you don't want to be the clown or the jokester all the time, you know, because no one will take you serious. Uh, but you also don't want to be the other spectrum as well, which I have been at times, has been too serious and just almost uptight. Uh, you need to find a, a healthy balance. And then that's, I guess, what I'm getting at. So um, those are my two points. You know, the off-color, and really is it off-color, remark about the mafia showing up, and the uh, STE with Pauly G from Westerly. You know, you can chew on it for a little bit. And like I said, when I see you around town in the supermarkets or restaurants, we can talk about it. All right, today, I went to Mass again today, like any other day. And Father Ray, uh, our former pastor, he's now Pastor Emeritus, he's retired. And why do I have to be so detailed in everything that I say? It's probably, mon you know, so monotonous to you guys. Um, anyway, he said today that all sin whether done privately or publicly, has a deteriorating effect upon us. And he's basically saying, listen, just because no one saw or no one's looking doesn't mean that that sin isn't damaging your soul. Soul being our spiritual bodies. We're all spiritual bodies in a physical body. Talk to anybody uh, that knows, you know, they'll agree with you. I, even atheists agree to that. But the point that he's saying, he's saying even though you're doing bad things in the privacy of your own home and no one's around, that's still affecting you and, and is having a, a damaging effect. You know, look at any, you know, figure in history that has uh, crashed and burned, you know, uh, in their attachment to sin, so to speak. And I guess the way that I equate things with what Father Ray had said was, you know, sin is not something that all of a sudden is sudden and turns you dark, so to speak. 
you know, maybe if you shot somebody or killed somebody uh, for the first time, you might be a little shaken up and a little thrown off. And, you know, you would definitely be shown to be different, um, much, much more different than you were before, anyhow. And I, again, I look at it as incremental steps. I make the analogy to excess calories. You know, having a two pints of ice cream in one night, you're not going to really see the results the next day. You may feel it, <laughs> but you're not going to really see the results the next day. So um, all of that excess eating, the excess calorie intake, will have an effect on your waistline, in your hips, on your buttocks, whatever, whatever you want to say, wherever it grows, maybe even your feet, you know, that can be the case if you are really obese. You could lose a shoe size when you lose weight. Um, so that was interesting for me to, to hear because... You know, when we think we're doing something in private and no one else is involved, you know, how bad is it? Well, it, it's going to eventually affect your personality, whatever it may be. You know, if it's doing drugs or pornography, um, I, I wouldn't venture to say fornication because you're, you're alone by yourself. Um, but you folks get the idea. And... Why do I bring this up? Well, again, I, I bring this up because anything that we do in our businesses and in our, our um, lives will have an effect on us down the road at some point. So it's just good to be clear on that and, and to take a spiritual shower, if you will, once in a while. And, and that's through... Uh, the sacrament of confession, uh, if you are Catholic, or through um, a simple act of contrition, if you're not, you know. Moving on to Darren Daly. Um, Darren Hardy talks about the real magic of influence. And here is why, excuse me, here is where you find the real magic of influence in sales persuasion. And Darren basically says, you know, approaching it all by having the right mindset. That, that's it in a nutshell, having the right mindset. Um, you know, in, in four points that he, he brings up to this mindset is the first is the right intention. You know, it's too easy to get lost in the numbers, you know, you just saying, okay, I got to make 15 sales this week. I got to have five today, you know, and, and you almost lose sight of the fact that there's a human being on the other side of that sale, no matter what type of sale it is. Uh, there is a human being. Uh, and sometimes, you know, in not having the, it's not having the wrong prospects, but having the wrong mindset. 
you know, Darren had a mentor early on in his real estate career, and he's like, well, I have all these prospects. Why aren't things closing? And he said, let me take a look at your list. And he shoved them over, and at the top of the list said, hit list. And he pushed back the, the folder. He's like, I think I know what the problem is, you know? Your mentality, you're calling these folks a hit list. They're not hits, nor do they want to be treated as hits. You know, and that was eye-opening to Darren at the time. Um, number two, second point was expectation. What we expect. Imagine a positive scenario and not a gloomy, oh, these people are probably bummed out that I'm calling scenario. Um, you know, Paul J. Meyer, the late great Paul J. Meyer, who sold more personal development material than anyone on this planet, he always imagined, you know, a red carpet being put out for him, you know, trumpets blazing, ladies dancing, you know, people cheering. Uh, you have to build up an image like that, that, you know, if, if you do it too much, you can become conceited, like a lot of high-profile celebrities and, and athletes. But in, in this respect, we're trying to offset the negative image. We want to imagine a positive one. You know, act on, you know, act on your imagination into positivity. You know, what we think about comes about. But again, that's like the sin in the calories. It doesn't happen overnight. It's gradual, and they add up. So as we think and continue to think and continue to think, it's going to you know, have an effect on us, just like sin. And number three, be friendly. You know, we're all humans here, you know. And Darren was remiss to say, listen, I don't want you to think that you don't have to be friendly. Of course you have to be friendly. I listed it because we need to be more friendly. We need to make sure that that shines above anything else, is that we're coming across as a friendly individual, that we're at least establishing a relationship, you know. Uh, but we need to be likable. You know, nothing worse than that over-friendly salesperson that's in your face, down your throat, for crying out loud. You know, I mean, that, that's worse than not being friendly. Uh, so it needs to be, uh, you know, a healthy balance. Uh, the fourth and final point that he made was be firm. Now, firm and friendliness work hand in hand here. Um, you know, you can be very firm and very friendly. You know, with my puppy, you know, he's bananas. But you have to be firm with them, but you also can be like, hey, how you doing, you know, you know but you need to play both. Firm and friendly work great together. Uh, they need to be part of each other. They must, uh, must go from selling attitude to a helping attitude. That's, you know, the be firm aspect of it is we're going from a selling attitude to a helping attitude, but we're being firm in what we present, what we sell, what we offer, uh, but we certainly are customer-focused. So that was a nice um, Darren Daly episode today. 
And unless we put God between ourselves and our previous quote-unquote life, we cannot hope to make real spiritual progress. And I included this one today because it's kind of going along the theme, you know, the religious theme, but we need to recognize our spiritual being. Spiritual being isn't so much a religious being as it is part of us. You know, it's, it is as much of, a, of us as our physical being is. So the spiritual progress that we need to make is we need to come in touch with God. You know, God is loving and forgiving and merciful and helping. You know, by us helping ourselves, by going to a higher being such as God, that's going to put us in a better situation. Uh, And that was a quote from the late, great Bishop Fulton Sheen. Uh, But, you know, when anyone talks about heart and soul, you know, your heart is not your, your organ that keeps you alive. Your heart is your innermost being, your spiritual being, your soul, the same thing. And the insight of the day today, folks, quality. Quality isn't a one-time act, but a habit. And if it's not, we got to make it that. Not f- fanaticism. I kind of get that way sometimes sending out a text message. I didn't put a period. I go back and put a period in. You know, it, it's ridiculous. That's part of my um, OCD, I think, more than anything else. Uh, and Matthew Kelly said today, you know, do we judge ourselves, uh, do we judge others by their accomplishments? and judge ourselves by our shortcomings? You know, I found myself nodding yes. You know, we look to others' accomplishments, and we look to our shortcomings. You know, at times. We can also be the other way around. If we are prideful and conceited, we look at how much we've done and look how miserable these other people are. Generally, it's, you know, we look at fame and fortune in the stars and the athletes, and we look at all their accomplishments, and then we look at ourselves and we judge ourselves by our shortcomings. And lastly, we should not judge others by their peak of excellence but by the road they traveled to get here. And I thought that was a, a great quote because sometimes we tend to look at the peaks and valleys of someone, even ourselves. Okay, I plan on checking in tomorrow, Lord willing. In the meantime, be well, stay well. We'll talk to you soon.